a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. The end of the war is near. Something's happening. I'm not the Jedi I should be. It's very dangerous putting them together. You ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? I shouldn't. Do it. Annie, I'm pregnant. Get back to work. That nothing. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. Execute Order 66. Another happy landing. General Kenobi! What about the droid attack on the Wookiees? I am becoming more powerful than any Jedi has ever dreamed of. Take a seat, young Skywalker. You will not take it from me! Henceforth, you shall be known as Darth Vader. What have we done? So this is how Liberty dies, with thunderous applause. Because of Obi-Wan. Fun begins. Hello and welcome back to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I rewatch, review, and relive the magic of our childhood. How do we do that? Through our childhood movies, of course. Jonathan, what's up? Hi, everybody. Quack, quack. Welcome back to the show. Now, this is episode 39. That's right. And Jonathan, what movie are we covering? This week, we are continuing our coverage of the Star Wars prequels, a.k.a. the greatest films ever made, and we are covering Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. I thought this was Episode 39. 39? There's 39 Star Wars? <laughs> I'm behind. I'm pretty sure there are. <laughs> <laughs> there will be at some point. That'll be the day right there. That'll be the day. And this week, we're not alone. We had to get another guest with us for this week's episode. And so I thought I'd bring on my old college roommate, Reed Parsons. Reed, welcome to the show. Woo! Hey guys, how y'all doing? Hey. Doing good, doing good. Reed, it has been quite some time since since we last talked. It's been it's been a while. We well, we graduated eight years ago. Oh, don't remind me. Wow, y'all are <laughs> old. Hey, look, look, I turned 30 this year. I know I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> but Reed was my uh was my uh, college roommate at good old Florida College, and we didn't know each other. I think we just signed up for random roommates, and we got stuck with each other. I think that's how it worked. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like... I think I, I think we both put down Smallville as our favorite TV show. Yep. <laughs> and they're like, okay, these guys will get along. Yep. <laughs> they like Smallville. Who likes Smallville but these two guys? Okay, let's just put them together. <laughs> now, Jonathan, someone, some would say that Reed is your first roommate you've ever had. But I would disagree because that is me. <laughs> you know, Jeremy, I'll fight you over that. <laughs> I shared a bunk well, bed with him. Yeah, we shared so bunk beds. Same bed here. <laughs> well, actually, we 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 could have had bunk beds, but I was afraid that I would break the bunk bed and crush your brother. So I don't be uh, be charged with attempted murder. <laughs> hey, if your roommate if your roommate died, you got free tuition. So, oh, that's true. I should. Sorry, Johnny. I should have done that. Should have. Got free tuition. That'd been great. Or you'd done it to me. Like that would help me out. Perfect. A lot. Plus, plus, without an, a roommate, there'd be so much room for activities. 
So that's what happened the second year. <laughs> I had a room to myself. Hey. And let me just say, there were room for activities. <laughs> like, nice. like, like karate. Like okay. chopping pumpkins up with a katana. I, I mean, I've done, I, I've seen and done worse in that, in that dorm. Oh, same. So. Well, well, I've done way worse, but I can't, I, you know, I, I, I'm sworn not, to secrecy. Not for the pod. Just, yeah. <laughs> this is taking a dark turn. I mean, statue of limitations well, are up well, by we are now, talking, sure. We are talking about Revenge of the Sith. So, I mean, you know, dark turns happen. That is, hey. that is true. You know, so I've actually never seen this movie um, before. So I was, my mind was actually blown when I found out that Anakin was Darth Vader. I don't know about y'all. I mean, y'all have seen this movie, so. I know you're playing with me right now. Yeah. I, I, will, I will drive to where you live and just. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that no joke. I didn't, when I was a kid, when I first saw it, my mind was blown because like I didn't put two and two together. I thought they made a Star Wars for my parents' generation and a Star Wars for us. I was, like, I, was like, I was like, you don't go back and do movies that happened before the other ones. Yeah. Like, no, you don't do this. Nobody had really and done so, that before. And so I started watching it. And then when he goes, Lord Vader, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is there a similarity between these two guys? Because he's not in a suit. I was, like, I was like, he's not in a black suit. Nah, can't be. <laughs> and then my mind was blown at the end of the movie. That's, that's what you get when you get a naive read watching a movie. <laughs> naive read. But yeah, when I was, we were talking about doing this movie, my mind, I thought of, I thought of you because I remember a specific time and uh, our first year when we were roommates, the end of the year, it's like finals week, last week of school. And we had the idea me, you and our other sweet mate, Robert were like, I mean, we were all good kids there. We didn't really get into trouble. <laughs> So we're like, we've got to at least sneak out like one time. <laughs> yes. Okay. I remember this. Jonathan, now. we should probably preface this conversation with that. We went to a school that oh, yeah, had a yes. curfew. That's right. That's right. I meant Not, to say that. For, nobody for, understands that. Our school is a small olds. private Christian <laughs> university or private Christian college. And they had curfew if you were a freshman and sophomore there, which was at like 11 o'clock or midnight mm, on which weekends. Was, was, which was ridiculous. Earlier than, yeah. It was earlier than my curfew at my house. We didn't even have curfews. I only had a curfew until like senior year. And then my parents were like, look, just tell us where you are. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. We didn't have curfews because we didn't have cars. So we couldn't go anywhere. That's factual. That is so that's, factual. That's why right we there. See, 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 y'all always, whenever we wanted Taco Bell in the dorm, who, who, who was sent? This guy. Because <laughs> I did not care getting caught if I was sneaking out. I'd be like, I'm just going to Taco Bell. You really gonna get mad at me for going to Taco Bell? Yeah. Worst case scenario, you get in a headlock then, like, from Renee. And even then, like, <laughs> can't re- reach me. The, the dorm, <laughs> the dorm parent monitor was like, he was always like super relaxed. Like, if you just asked him, he'd probably be like, "Yeah, you can go. Just yeah. be back quick. As long as you get me, a, as long as you get me a taco or something. You, yeah, that's fine. You can bribe him. Yeah, yeah. It was very easy to bribe him, <laughs> or 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 to bribe one of the senior guys who didn't want to go out to their dorm and would come and leave the door unlocked. But this was, we, it was the end of the year, our freshman year, and it was like, we've got to sneak out at least once. So maybe, maybe Reed, maybe yeah. you did, but I know I hadn't. I don't think Robert had either. Maybe. Oh, I, I did multiple but times just to go get food. That's all. That's all. And that's all we <laughs> so, ended up doing. We we're just like, we got to sneak out yeah. at least once. So we like deliberately like waited till like one thirty or something like that to <clears throat> sneak out, <laughs> hop in the car. We went out to Taco Bell. We sat in this long line and then we came mm. back and we like snuck back in and then we were like running away from like the security guard on the golf cart that was like 
he was driving around. Yes. We were trying to hide from him, make sure he didn't see us. That was the best. That was the best part. <laughs> oh, I, I just said, I just remember I got really good at getting away from the security guard. So much so that I think it's sophomore year, I saran wrapped everybody's car on campus, including my own. <laughs> In one Smart night. move right there. Get yeah. your own yeah. so nobody thinks. Yeah. So no one thinks. But I just remember I uh, I got so good at that. And I remember like you and Robert were like, Robert, by the way, guys, Robert is what, like 6'5"? Yeah, he's a big, tall he's guy. He's like Groot. He's a tall, okay. he's tall like, he's boy. Like, he's like Groot. So like he can't hide. Like <laughs> I just remember like Johnny and I are like hiding perfectly and Robert can't duck down far enough. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a tall tree. If he hunches over, his shoulders get taller. That's the problem. So I'm sitting there going, get down. We have all this Taco Bell with us, all this contraband. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't let him see the Baja Blast. I remember we texted um, one of the other students there. I think it was TJ. Yeah. And we we're like, hey, can you let us back in after, after whenever we get back? My, the person that always helped me back in, because you would, you would be asleep whenever I'd go out and get food. Sometimes. <laughs> You'd be asleep. Yeah. So I never had a chance to be like, Johnny, come open the door. <laughs> so like I had to figure out somebody else who was always up. And I I want to say one time Andrew, uh, not Andrew Dow, one time one of the, the preacher kids came down and, and found me. And he goes, do I need to go tell Renee? I was like, do you, do you, do you want a cheese roll up to keep, to, for your silence? He's like, he's like, those are good. I was like, here you go. Take it. <laughs> I've bribed you now. That's a sin. We're both in this together. Okay, if you go telling me, we're going down together. It got real. It got real past one a.m. There, mm. man. Mm. You had you had dark side read come out. That's right. Basically, basically the school that all three of us went to to start off our college careers. We did a lot of shenanigans. Oh yeah, they kind of maybe not Johnny, them. but <laughs> nothing I got caught for. No, I really didn't do anything. I was always the I was the one who who did. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. No. I got fined so much. Oh, you did. You did. You got all those. Not only did we have curfew at this school, we had room checks. And Reed, man, you got a oh. fine for the dirtiest room every week. You well, were the, not. Were you really? No. So so here, here's the problem. <laughs> the majority of my fines were because there was trash in the common room. I was the one who got the fine. Like, yeah. There, there were times where my room was dirty and it was my side and I will admit to that, but there's at least probably about 10 to 15 times I got, I got a fine because Renee was like, the common room is messy. <laughs> I was the only one who got the fine. So I'm, I'm just going to give it to you. I bet y'all made sure that he was the only one that got the fine too. Cause we, I but had a roommate Robert, just like well, that. <laughs> the, the problem is Robert's first roommate deserved every fine possible. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. everything but you know it is what it is i paid my fines i paid my dues <laughs> i'm a free man now <laughs> I, I just remember Finally. i came back from winter break and you had like a, a fine on your desk on your side of the dorm and yes. it was like reed said, you, you are a pig <laughs> yes and i was like i was like my room is clean like i even like when i got that i remember because you said you had me in a photo on facebook yep <laughs> Before I even got there, and in my mom, my mom saw and she goes, she goes, read Ryan. I said, yes, ma'am. She goes, send me a photo of your room. I was like, yes, ma'am. She goes, do not clean a single thing up. Just send me a send me a photo as you walk in. So I sent her one. And she goes, that's not even that messy. And I was like, thank you. 
thank you. My mama's on my side. Yeah, yeah. Someone's got to. But yeah, I remember us. Oh, exactly. I remember us sneaking out, going to get Taco Bell, and coming back. Do we watch all the Star Wars films? Well, here, here's what I remember. I remember we came back, we had Taco Bell, and it was like at this point, like two o'clock, and we were trying to figure out what to watch. And someone just suggested, like, let's watch Revenge of the Sith. I think it might have been me. Cause it's, <laughs> it's definitely my favorite Star Wars film. Nice. Yeah, I, I'm pretty fair sure enough, you, you suggested it. And, and I was like, was I love me. Star Wars. I'm down. And I, I can't really remember what Robert's feelings was on it, but he he, he was down. He watched Robert's, it with us. Yeah. We were up till 5 a.m. <laughs> I think we were up till 5 a.m. because wow. we also watched Scarface <laughs> that night. Yes. <laughs> I hadn't seen that yeah. before. What a combo. <laughs> Scarface and Revenge we of the watched, Sith. <laughs> we watched The Dark Man. Side of Crime. And the dark side of the force. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean, yeah. Like it, none of us had finals the next day, and it's all—it's like one of those days where all your papers are due, and not you don't yeah. have any tests. And everything. Yeah. Well, and the fun part for me was, even though I was a procrastinator, like I could pop out a paper in forty-five minutes to an hour, and so I'd already done all my stuff to turn in. Yeah. And so I was just sitting there, and I think Johnny, I, I really think none of us had finals. I think like, I think the situation was like we all had like finals the first couple of days. And so we yes. had like the rest of the week to just kind of goof off. Dude, that's the best. And so we that's just, that's what that's we kind of did. did the last few days while we like got kind of like packed up the last day. But like we just had yeah, a day exactly. or two to just mess around. That in the wall of pizza boxes. I was going to get to that. I remember seeing I that. Get to that. Man. I, I have some pictures of this. We'll have to post this. Yes. Yes. The six foot, I think it was six feet tall boxes of <laughs> Little Caesars pizza. There was no pizza in the boxes. Now, I think there was some nasty cheese in at least a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. There was some oh. stuff. We pinned them to Johnny's side of the room. <laughs> Reed, I'm pretty sure you got a Little Caesars pizza at least like twice a week. And what? <laughs> five bucks. At least, yeah, the $5 I'm hot ready, baby. And so you'd pick up one of those. And eventually, I just remember like you had a few like just like that you hadn't thrown away, taken down to the dumpsters. And so I, I yeah. just like had this idea of like, you know what? I'm just going to keep every single Little Caesars box that you bring into this dorm. I'm going to like shake out the, the, <laughs> the breadcrumbs and try and scrape off the cheese. And yeah. I just started hanging them up on the wall to count them. And I filled up my like almost my entire side of the of the room with these Little it's, Caesars boxes. Oh. It sounds like we were soundproofing the room. That, like like literally, it, it sounds hey. like we were soundproofing the room with Little Caesars oh, boxes because that's all we could afford. That's not a bad idea for the podcast. Like I should do that for my room. I will. I will give you like thirty bucks to go get at least six boxes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could just ask for boxes and they'll just give them to you. So without the pizza stains, yes, there you go. Those... There you go. <laughs> but it's not the same, you know. No, the memories aren't there. You didn't earn that out on the battlefield, eating all those pizzas. And that that last day, that last day of the of the finals week, when we had to like clean out the room, I remember I pulled them all off the wall and like stacked them all up, and they were taller than me. So it was like six feet high. I mean, there was at least, oh man, there was probably yes. at least 30 boxes or so total over the course of like yeah, the I'm second semester of right school, now, I think. I... That's the beauty of how easily college freshmen are entertained. Like you guys collected <laughs> trash and that's exactly. a memory for y'all. That's beautiful. Best Love time it. of my life, man. No. Okay, yeah, here we go. <laughs> there we go. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Oh, I had Just them centered around framing my framing the Chuck Norris poster. <laughs> they were framing my Chuck yeah. Norris facts posters that I had. Yes. <laughs> and then there's 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 the beautiful photo 
There we um, go. Hey. Next to our six four roommate. <laughs> it even says it. Thirty seven boxes. Thirty seven boxes. Wow. That's just when we started one counting. Semester? It was one of those it was probably like just like the second Dang. semester, because I know the first semester yeah. it was just a habit, and then all of a sudden I, I kind of had the idea like we need to keep all these my, and count them up at the end. My diet, yeah. My diet <laughs> in Florida was Little Caesars pizzas and Publix Cubans. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pub subs. <laughs> yes. But yeah. No, I'm those were those that was that was a simpler time. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Let's get into it. What was what was your introduction to Star Wars, Reed? So my parents, uh, my dad actually saw the original um, in theaters before it was a big hit. Mm-hmm. He was like, he was like, well, let's go see, let's go see this. And so he loved it, and then my mom saw it. She loved it. Um, and so like, growing up, like we watched episode four or five and six, like a lot, mm-hmm. and also. My mom tried showing us Spaceballs once because she <laughs> thought, like, oh, yeah, this is fine for, you know, preteens. Yeah, she found out. She rumored it wasn't. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, I watched it growing up. And then when the new stuff came out, my parents were like, oh, hey, it's the new stuff. And I'm like, you know, I never clicked with me. But I remember, like, wanting to be a pod racer. I was like, I was like is that real? <laughs> and every time we went to Mountasia, they had the pod racing game. Uh-huh. And like me and my best friend were like, that's all. That's where all yes. our money went to the pod racing game. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, talking about that a couple episodes ago. Yeah. And so like I played the crap out of that, and then, I mean, there was that. It was uh oh what else? Like I had the action figures. I wanted to be a stormtrooper or clone trooper. I wanted to buy a lightsaber, which I mean y'all already saw it, but. <laughs> I'm now almost 30 and I bought my first real lightsaber. It's Mace Windu's. It's legit. No, but I mean, Star Wars has been, you know, like an es- <laughs> it's been like an escapism for me. Um my wife loves it. I love it. Um we went to Disney World and we actually did Rise of Resistance twice. Oh, yeah. Is that yeah? It's that's the best ride they have there. So I mean, it's. I beg to differ. Beg to differ. Oh, uh, what's your ride? All right, Flight of Passage, Animal Kingdom. So Avatar. My, my wife loves that one. I enjoyed it as well, but on Rise of Resistance, I felt more immersed. Really? Oh, hundred percent. Because because they're rushing you. Like they're like, go, 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 and you're like, okay, crap. And you're just you're running towards like everything, and then it's like the I mean I don't want to give spoilers away because I know some people you know who's listening may not ever oh, yeah, ride no. it, but the character like the how they keep everybody in character, like we had a guy who was being smart to to a uh, imperial officer, like he goes he goes so is Kylo Ren a good boss to you? That's what he was asking. <laughs> he goes he goes he goes I've heard I've heard I've heard he's not a good boss. I just want to know because I want to join the Empire. I heard Color Rin shredded. I heard Color Rin has a six pack. <laughs> oh, I love that SNL one. That I heard Kylo Ren microwaves fish in the break room. Yeah. <laughs> My name's Matt. I'm a radar <laughs> technician. <laughs> but I mean, it, you know, I I love Star Wars. Um, it it defined our generation in a sense. Like it defined our parents, and then it defined ours and. Mm-hmm. It's for the every generation. Ones, 
yeah it's, it's awesome but i love this one this episode three is hands down my favorite of all of all of them of all star wars yeah this is it i, I can respect that this is this i could watch this one over and over and over again like before this i i'm gonna be honest this week i've watched it four times <laughs> wow i even made my students yesterday watch part of it oh man <laughs> Wow. So your students know about the show, huh? Hopefully. Hey. Okay, I was going to ask I was going to ask you about this um at some point cuz Reed you you're a teacher. So I wanted to know how Star Wars has influenced your yeah. teaching. Are you teaching the kids the ways of the Force? They better be. So, so <laughs> I wish I was um so I teach history, so you know. I got I got to get both sides of history, so light well, side let, and dark side. I let the kids decide. You know this happened a long long time ago. I know, but 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 you know, every kid's got to know their path. I mean, <laughs> but did, did you assign them homework to to watch Revenge of the Sith over the summer and write a report on it or something? So, so I, I told <laughs> so a couple of my kids were like, "I've seen this movie," and I was like, "Good." And one and a couple of the kids were like, "Yeah, you should have already." Exactly. <laughs> and one one kid goes, "This movie sucks," and I said, "Get out of my class!" <laughs> oh no! And they go, they go, "What are you going to do, Mister Parsons?" I said, "You don't want to know." I said, there are many ways to immortality. You about to find out how to die. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. A teacher threatening his students. Did you no, try and force choke him? <laughs> I, I did, but I but I did it I did it where no one could see. You know, ah, like like I did just under the desk. desk. Like I was like I was like I'm crushing your head. And then and the kid looked at me and I actually loved I love this kid. He he was hilarious. But he looks at me and goes, Mr. Parsons. What are you doing? I said, don't worry about it. I'm not doing a thing. And one, one girl goes, he's trying to force choke you. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, I'm... What, what's y'all's thing with uh, Revenge of the Sith? What, where does it rank for y'all? Ooh. You want to go first, Jeremy? Let's see. Let's see if we can be friends still. I'm going to go... <laughs> I'm going to go first on this. Okay. Um, Revenge of the Sith is the one and only Star Wars movie that has ever made me cry. Mm. And that last 45 minutes of this movie is probably the one of the top 10 pieces of cinema of all time. Absolutely. However, Attack of the Clones is my number one. Oh. And that is a hot take, and I'm okay with it. But so wait, so wait, why is it why is Attack your number one? It is the most entertaining Star Wars movie there is. Okay, I, there's so much more going on. This one I is get that. mainly like around Anakin turning, which is cool. This is a film. This is drama. That, this one has yeah more dra- drama. It's a space yeah, opera for sure. I, it's I, really good. It's it's oh, yeah. amazing. It's my second favorite. But I mean, if we're going I, Star Wars, we're going blockbuster. We're going all out. I mean, oh, the yeah. gladiator scene my favorite I get that one. part well, of star wars in general so speaking on that i'll just piggyback off that real fast so did you hear how mace windu got his purple lightsaber have you heard the story i just know he wanted it and he requested it so so he he goes to uh george lucas and goes goes look i want to be able to pick myself oh. out of this fight he goes we got like 300 jedi up in this thing and hey. i want to be able to be like hey that's me and george goes we only do green and blue for Jedi. Red is for the Sith. We only do green and blue. Like we don't do anything of like that. And he goes, ah, "Fine, whatever." <laughs> and he and that was that was on, 
that was right before it happened. And so then he comes back, George Lucas comes back and goes, Samuel Jackson, Sam, I got something for you. And pulls out the lightsaber and it's purple. And he's like, he's like, so like in the movie, he's watching the movie, the premiere, and he's like, hey, look, it's me. Like supposedly in the theater, just goes, hey, look, it's me. Because <laughs> you see the one purple lightsaber, just the single one purple lightsaber, just there. And, and all he ever wanted was a cameo. That's why in the first one he's in there, he's like, he's like, I just wanted to be a part of the movies. And then he goes, I came back yeah. and George goes, I want you, I want you for the second one. And yeah, he like third. was talking about that's about legit. it like on like talk shows and stuff at the time, trying to get on it. He, he just thought like I'll just be happy to be like a stormtrooper or whatever, like not knowing yeah. anything about him <laughs> of the prequels or anything. And then like, and then, he, and then uh, George Lucas like called him up. It's like actually we do have this part for you here. He's like okay. <laughs> he becomes he's one of my favorite ones. Anytime right like you ask him up. about it, like he still is like, hey, you didn't see Mace's body. He could still be out there. Bring me back. He's campaigning about it still. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, People, people think. I wonder if they will. Spoiler alert for Mandalorian. <laughs> spoiler alert for Mandalorian. Skip over this. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, there's a rumor that he's the one who saved Grogu from the temple. Oh. Oh really? So that I would enjoy he, that. That he was the one who saved Grogu, and then he goes off in in exile, like Yoda, but he cuts himself off to the Force. <laughs> Here's here's why I don't think I wouldn't that he's I wouldn't dead. hate that. All right, every situation, every instance where you think that somebody, where you see an actual person falling down into the abyss, never dies. We've got Boba, Darth Maul. We've got Boba. We've got Luke. We've got Emperor Palpatine, which we thought that was final, but apparently not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which we found out was probably like a clone of him, but still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, we've got everybody who falls into an abyss They're always fine. comes back. So I'm thinking Mace Windu is perfectly fine. I just wish I saw Jar Jar fall down something so that we could <laughs> have the possibility of him coming back. But <laughs> alas. I just, want, I just want Darth Jar Jar. That's what I want too. <laughs> Yep. Just, just, just a random Misa. It started out as a meme, but then people were like, "Actually, you know what? That could actually work." For for me, um, Revenge of the Sith is the one that I watched the least, actually, as a kid. Because yeah. when this one came out, for me, I it was like I think I was thirteen, and for me, this was this was the end of it. You know, this was the end of the the saga, and I was I was satisfied. Mm-hmm. And so this one, like, I didn't rewatch a whole lot. And so in the last few years, like getting back into Star Wars, this is the one I enjoy rewatching the most. Like every time I'm just like, wow, I there's so much in this movie specifically that I didn't pick up on as a kid (laughs) when I was younger Mm -hmm. because I only watched it. I didn't watch it as many times, so not as familiar with it as like one and two. But yeah, um. Every time I watch it, I'm just like, oh, man, this is probably objectively, this is probably the best of the prequels. Oh, but for me, yeah, I think that's a, that's a given. I yeah. think the I think my personal favorite, just because it's the one that introduced me into it, is Phantom Menace for me. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and I love Attack of the Clones. I, I love all the prequels. I, I really don't have like a ranking of all the movies. I feel like I know I just I enjoy the yeah. prequel trilogy more than the original trilogy just because that was my Star Wars, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe after we review them all, maybe we can do like 
the actual ranking of them all. There you go. I, I will say the the sequels would be like low the on bottom, the list. Bottom three. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, like like we said, it's a drama. Mm-hmm. So you see Anakin change. You see uh, like the betrayal on like Obi Wan's face of like how could you? It's all about character which, development. Oh, exactly. Which I've met you and McGregor before at an airport. Really? Oh man. Tell us that story. So I, we were on the same flight. So uh, <laughs> we were flying to Tulsa, Oklahoma from Houston. Um, I was going after college. And I look over and I want to be like, that's that's Obi-Wan Kenobi. But I was like, I was like, so I text my parents. I was like, I was like, Obi-Wan Kenobi is at the airport. I repeat, he is at the airport. And they're <laughs> like, no, he's not. I took a photo of him <laughs> straight up creeper style. I was like. <laughs> And so I took a photo of him. Did he see then, you do that? No, he didn't. He okay. was on his phone. So I was like, I was like, he didn't see any of it. I get on this plane. It's a two and one seater. I'm hunched over coming through. And so there's somebody in front of me putting their bag up. I look down at him and I go, I go, hey, loved you in all your movies. Because I know everyone says like, I loved you in Star Wars. And so I was like, I was like, I don't want to be like that guy, even though like yeah. inside I'm freaking out. So I go, <laughs> I go, I loved you in Moulin Rouge. I've never seen Moulin Rouge. <laughs> We got a people pleaser here. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, I've never seen Moulin Rouge, but I was like, I love you, Moulin Rouge. I love you in Big Fish. Never yo, seen Big Fish. Yo, Big Fish slaps, dude. You need to see that movie. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard it does. I, I go, I go, I go. I've never, seen, I, you know, I was like, love you. I, I was like, and Obi Wan Kenobi. I was like, great, great character. You, it was alright. I mean, <laughs> like, but like, I was like, I was like, I can't lead off with Obi Wan. I can't lead off with Star Wars. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I want him to remember me in some sense. Like <laughs> that kid. So you and if you're out there. That kid is on a podcast now. <laughs> Look at you now. And hey, Thailand's fourteenth most popular comedy there you go. Uh, film podcast. There you go. Right there. But no, I mean he was he was nice. Like his accent was super thick. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there going, I really wanted it to be the Obi One <laughs> Obi One accent. I didn't want it to be your your thick native tongue. Uh, isn't he, isn't he Scottish? I think. Yeah. Yes, he's Scottish. Yeah. So, so so I mean, but he was going up to shoot a movie called uh Osage County with like Julia Roberts, um, like it was a bunch of star. It was a star-studded cast, and I was like, "So, so what are you doing going up to to Tulsa?" Like that's a random spot for you and McGregor to go. <laughs> yeah. Did you sit next to him on the plane? So I didn't. Um, but like my wife and my my mom, they everyone in my family hates this. If I see, I'm I can find somebody famous. Yeah. And I'm fine going up and talking to them, <laughs> like Dane DeHaan, who played Green Goblin in Amazing Spider-Man Two. Okay. He was at he was at the Baltimore Aquarium, and I was like, "Oh, that's Dane DeHaan." And my my sister in law was like, oh, 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 "Freaking out!" And I'm like, "It's just Dane DeHaan. It's fine. <laughs> like, it's all good." We're not talking about the Tobey yeah, Maguire so, Spider Man movies or nothing, you know? No, we're talking. <laughs> if about you Andy met Garfield. William Willem Dafoe, I would have been pretty mad that I wasn't there with you. <laughs> oh, hey, trust me. For some reason, I find famous people, and I either I yeah, find you really do, I, or I end up on TV. <laughs> either one. It happens, but I mean, yeah. So I mean, he was nice, um, but yeah, Sith. It just has the drama. Of course, like I before this podcast, I looked up stuff, and like I found out there's a four-hour cut of Revenge of the Sith. The, well, there's is there um, really? Are you talking about the fan cut or just no, like no? The... So George Lucas, mm-hmm. George Lucas had a four-hour cut where the first hour was them in space battling. 
Yeah, that huh. it, that whole opening thing, that's like the first 20 minutes of the movie. I heard that that was at least an hour and they like edited yes. that down to. So, yeah. So the time. thing I, I read was like it was like four hours long <laughs> and the executives go, OK, they're going to get tired of the space battle. And he's like, I don't care. And then he realized he was like, OK, <laughs> it's my money. Maybe I do need to pare it down a bit. <laughs> but I mean, I would have been fine watching an hour of that. I'd be like, OK, they're shooting each other. How many, how many more droids are going to land on, on their ships? And yeah. will his ship survive? <laughs> now, that opening sequence, there's just too many R2 squeals for me. Like, re-watching it, yep. I'm like, he just, like, there's, screams. There's a lot. There's, like, too many. Too many. <laughs> Reed, I think you may have missed your opportunity because you met Ewan McGregor, and you didn't start off by saying, General Kenobi! <laughs> well, so I, to be honest, to be honest, I or I was even saying, a hello there, you know. I, that's what I was gonna say. I almost did it. I almost, I almost go hello yeah. there. <laughs> I, I thought about it, and then I was just like, people's on a lightsaber and just slices my head off for that. Like, I don't want to die that way. <laughs> <laughs> Especially now that it's become a meme. Did you know that his uh, his brother is a pilot, and his like pilot nickname or whatever on his helmet is called Ob Two Kenobi. <laughs> that's perfect that's, bad. that's his uh oh i don't know top gun nickname whatever ob2 kenobi there you go yeah his his call name yeah yeah but yeah no i mean it's the 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 sequence where they get palpatine and and uh duke is there and he and obi's knocked out and, and anakin's about to chop his head off and he's like do it <laughs> do it i was like that voice sounds familiar. And I like this is when I was in the theaters. I was like, it's a little raspy. It's not his normal speaking voice. He's hiding something. He's a sketchy guy. <laughs> and that's where my distrust of politician comes from. <laughs> He's a politician, Anakin. He's not to be trusted. I I did have a couple of uh, kind of memories or stories from like when this movie came out. Mm -hmm. uh, so I remember in between episode two and three, at some point, maybe a year before, I was like doing some browsing on the internet, trying to figure out what I could find out about this new movie. Mm -hmm. And I came across what was what this user on some like forum said was like a leaked script or something like that. Mm -hmm. It was not. <laughs> but I remember reading it and I was like, is this what the movie is? And I was like, should I read this? It was like before I even knew what like a spoiler could be. <laughs> And so I don't know if this was like fan fiction or if this was like a, a leaked script or something, how it was presented. But I remember there was it was the scene between Obi-Wan and Boba Fett were like this fight. And so I was reading it and it was like they were like in this like fight. And there was like there was a bunch of like language in it. I was like, is this what the new Star Wars is going to be? <laughs> and then shortly <laughs> after that, the, the this was the first movie to have like a PG-13 rating. So I was just like, oh, man, like oh, no. I was I was kind of scared going into this movie because I did not know what was going to be in it. Like, I did <laughs> so not know like, if it was going to have a like, leak script <laughs> based on this one scene. And so well, as I was watching this movie, I was like, I don't know if that was real. Is Obi-Wan going to fight Boba Fett in episode three? He did not fight o well, Boba Fett in episode three. <laughs> because because Boba Fett would have been like 15. Yeah, not even. He would have been like. So wait, let's see. Like Clone Wars happens. It was it. Is it two He's like years? Ten after? years old. Two or three years. I after? think it's like three, three to Four. five years in that window. Okay. So then, yeah. so so he'd be like thirteen to fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. 
He would have died. <laughs> he, he would have died before the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> yup. That was the first time I ever, uh, like, I don't know, came across, like, forums and stuff like that. Up until that mm-hmm. point, really, I was kind of, I wasn't spoiled with any of these movies. Like, I didn't really know to, like, look up anything about, like, movie leaks or anything at like that. I just, like, yeah. went into it with, like, no expectations, really, other than just, like, having some thoughts of, like, oh, I wonder where the story's going to go next. And that was mm-hmm. kind of it. Um, also, I remember, um, speaking of finals, cause we, we watched it during final week. I remember watching this, the finals of like my last week of like middle school. And so it was like eighth grade. Oh. And I remember it, I remember, I guess it came out end of May or something like that. And so it was like the last day of school. It was like Friday. I had my last exam, but one of my classmates had gone at midnight the night before and saw it. Uh, I mentioned him on the last episode, Monty, <laughs> and oh, I was Monty. so jealous of Monty because he went and saw it at midnight on Thursday. <laughs> but I, I remember like all I could think about was like, I just got to get through this exam and then I'm going to see this movie. This is the movie I've been waiting all my life to see <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. I mean, I was so see, I excited saw, for this. I saw it with my uh, I saw it with my babysitter and her husband. Okay. And then my best friend came with us. We saw, yeah, my parents had to take us. <laughs> like Jeremy, uh, who was uh, my babysitter's husband, him and I had like bonded. And he was like, he's like, do you, do you want to see? He goes, I'll pay for you and you and a friend to go. And I'm like, yeah, because my parents were like, we're not going opening opening week. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, but please. And he goes, I'll take you. And I'm like, yes. And he goes, I'll pay for your ticket. And I was like, I get what I want. Take that. And then I realized I was like, my parents ended up paying him back. And I'm like. So it wasn't your money. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's, I was in awe the entire time. The music, mm-hmm. just the spectacle. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I remember Attack of the Clones being one of the first few memories, like movie theater memories for me. And I remember just constantly just, my eyes were glued to the screen the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie, I specifically remember this one being... Well, I remember being in the theater and just realizing as a nine-year-old kid that um, Palpatine was the bad guy. He was Emperor Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Did not put that together until the end. That really Same. blew my mind, uh, which was cool, which is good. I'm not ashamed of that. That's what the movie is meant to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we like the prequels the most. But this, Revenge of the Sith, was the last movie that we ever rented from blockbuster before it died r.i.p so i remember being in the parking lot seeing the poster and just being like yes finally (laughs) the nostalgia of the prequels for like us it's strong we're strong in the force yeah (laughs) i i miss the the marketing pushes for our for all these movies and stuff and it was just such a bigger like rollout trailer than than stuff (laughs) yeah the marketing and the toys and stuff and the, the promotions at the fast food and stuff. It's just not like it used to be the like Burger everywhere. King happy mood. Yeah, exactly. Those Burger King happy meals, dude. Yeah. Yes. Had the like little squirt guns. Yes. I sent you a picture earlier today, Jeremy. It was the cereal spoons with the lightsaber yeah. hilts. Yeah. I remember that. The cereal boxes, the <laughs> Kellogg's. I remember we had a, I had a green one and a blue one. And I wanted the red one, but I never got the saber it. spoons. Saber spoons. Yeah, you <laughs> unlocked a memory today at work. So down here in Houston, we have a place called Bahama Bucks, and it's uh, their spoons. It's like shaved ice, 
mm-hmm. when you put their spoons into the eyes, it changes colors. Oh. So it would have been like awesome if like Ooh. the spoons for like that with the hilts, like the hilts were like silver. If the spoons yeah. changed into the lightsaber, like, I'd have been like just having ice water over it all day. I've just been like, that would have <laughs> been cool. I have a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> that was around the same era as I also remember mom. You remember you guys remember cereal straws? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like That's when those came you. out. Yeah. I remember we got those and we never got Fruit Loops as a kid. But I convinced mom to buy the Fruit Loops one, and I was like, "Finally, I can just drink Fruit Loops." <laughs> and I remember watching this movie while eating my uh, Fruit Loops cereal straws. It's a good memory. <laughs> oh wait, this might have been the movie where I lost my teeth because I burnt bagel bites. I wrote a story about this too in school. <laughs> so, anyways, I was losing my teeth as you know kids do and i microwaved a bagel bite and i forgot they were in the microwave and i, I was nine so i don't know how long they're supposed to go in the microwave and they were they were toasty let me just say that they were toasty but i was stubborn enough because i didn't get bagel bites often and i bit into it first bite tooth came right out and i freaked out <laughs> it was weird just stuck in the bagel bite and you never ate bagel bites again <laughs> nope never again that was a weird memory too yeah after after this one came out it was you know it was the end of an era for me and it was like it's like it's time to grow up now (laughs) and like us we thought star wars was over yeah Yeah, i did too yeah i was like and we had nothing to look forward to but clone wars which we all hated at the time yeah now it's nostalgic and i i didn't get into the clone wars until years later i by the time it came out I think it was around 2008 when the show kind of released. At that point, I was like 16. I was like, I'm not watching this animated yeah. show. This doesn't look cool. I was nine and I was still mad at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think also there was this idea of like, oh, we just saw this Clone Wars on episode two and three. Like, why are we doing more Clone Wars? But like, yeah, actually, that Clone Wars does a lot to like <laughs> fill in the gaps and like make the episodes two and three even better. Because really, all you see is the start and the end of it, and so there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of like character development and storylines that happen throughout that that are, that are good. Yeah, my uh, my best man for my wedding, he was like, "You gotta watch this," and I was, I was like, I was like, dude, I don't want to be heartbroken again. I was like, the 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 newest Star Wars, like I was always like, they're not as good as as the prequels, mm-hmm. and, and you know, so I was, I was like, I was like. I'd heard Clone Wars was okay, like it had its ups and downs, and I was like, I don't want to get invested in something for my heart to, for my heart to break. So I started watching it recently, and I was like, okay, this was not as bad as I thought it would be. I was like, I I messed up, I messed up big time. <laughs> so, but I mean, yeah, it's it's one of my favorites. All that era is because the, the the Clone Troopers look better than the Stormtroopers. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's a cooler design. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Cooler design, better guns. I mean, I play Battlefront 2 still. Mm, they actually hit their, their <laughs> targets. <a> time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's that's about the only time. They'll do their, their job targets. well. I'm just I'm just waiting for somebody to do like a realistic uh fan fiction where it's like they actually like are trained well and they actually like hit their targets and it's like <laughs> for once it's like you have like the stormtroopers actually killing the Jedi real fast without <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like what would have happened if they had better training? <laughs> I liked how they made the stormtroopers more 
more human in the force awakens like yeah the, the one scene where he just like wipes blood on his face oh yeah that was cool i liked yeah. the, really the cool. stormtrooper look in the sequels uh, i liked that oh yeah, yeah. In the sequels it's nicer because yeah. like they updated it mm-hmm. because I, you know, I mean the first order compared to the empire they, i mean change it up a bit but just yeah. the the clone troopers you got the colors you got the 501st legion you got i like the new what what is it the new series bad batch mm-hmm. yeah where it's like yeah. you just have a little bit more to do yeah whereas it's not just white <laughs> <laughs> or they're combing the desert <laughs> sorry space Hulk's reference <laughs> are we being too literal no you fool we're following orders we were told to comb the desert so we're combing it found anything yet nothing yet sir so reed we've uh we've got some questions for you Okay. Some uh, Star Wars Bring related it. questions here. It's, it's the, uh, the Star Wars IQ test. IQ stands for inside quotes. Okay, okay. But it's not like trivia. This is just like, there's no wrong answers here. All right. Oh, good. Because I don't want this going to Star Wars nerds and then they coming at me. I mean, this lightsaber I got right here is not real. I can't defend myself. Technically, um... I already embarrassed myself <laughs> on, the, on the last episode by knowing the name of the, the Death Sticks guy. Ilano Slees Bagano in episode two. <laughs> so here's the first question for you, Reed. Okay, uh, let's go. What is your favorite Star Wars planet? So I think I have two. Okay. One's Dagobah, because it's just fun to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dagobah. And, Fair enough. I mean, and, and, and it's a swamp, and I kind of live in a swamp here in Houston. So, you know, I think I'd be fine there. The other one is Tatooine. Just classic. It's the first planet you see. So it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't like Alderaan. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and this movie is yeah. like the only one where you even see it for like a few seconds. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, there it is. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, next question. Light side or dark side? I got to do light side. I, I mean, the dark side has some cool powers. Hey. But if I, in all honesty, if I'm speaking, I'd rather be a gray Jedi because you get both. Mm. We got the Mace Windu lightsaber. So way to break the system. Yeah, I do have the Mace Windu lightsaber. But sorry, Jerry, for breaking the system. Oh, you're good. But I mean, but I mean, you get with the gray, you get lightning. Yeah, it would be awesome to be like. <laughs> that would be cool. I do like lightning. Yeah, especially the hockey team. There you go. <laughs> all right. Next question. What is your favorite Star Wars character? Ooh, that's a that's a difficult that's a difficult one. Favorite or if you Star want to Wars start character. out with your least favorite you did say, character. You you did say Kit Fisto earlier. So Kit so Kit Fisto is my favorite. I, I will admit to that. But I get upset when he dies so quickly yeah. in episode three. Yeah. Like, yo, all these this, Jedi Masters are not good Jedi. Like, they just they die instantly. Down. Come on. Like, like Kit Fisto with the dreadlocks up in here, like he gets killed immediately. Like he pulls out his lightsaber and Palpatine does like a spinning, like this corkscrew at him. <laughs> yeah, he corkscrews at them and Kit, like I'm sitting there going, like in the games, Kit Fisto was like OP. Yeah. So why in this movie does he die in the first like five seconds of this battle? I don't even know the other ones in the battle. I just know Kit Fisto and Mace Windu. Yeah, I don't know so, the other I mean, names. To me, it's it's. There's like three other Jedi Masters that yeah. are on the council, and they just die instantly, and it's yeah. pretty weak. Now they, I feel like they should have died. 
Oh yeah, for me it's Kit Fisto, and actually, I love Anakin. Okay. Yeah. Both those, but Kit Kit is the one Fair who enough. is kind of more obscure, I guess. Mm-hmm. I almost wanted to say Greedo just to see what y'all would react to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we like the, we love the obscure ones. I was gonna say, sure. do you have a yeah. who's your favorite like obscure character? Do you just have like one some random creature person that just kind of like stood out to you for some reason as a kid? <laughs> I can't remember the name of the creature. But the one that's with Jabba the Hutt that has the beak, it's like <laughs> that's salacious. Bread is that crumb. the is that the the monkey lizard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's salacious <laughs> breadcrumb. <laughs> that's my obscure one. It's yeah, one. that one. Because <laughs> he's, I just laughed. Solid. And least you have a least favorite. I mean, I do, but I can't. It's it's oh, it's Mundy. Yeah, Mundy. Giant head. Yes. <laughs> oh, what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? Yeah, was that Tyler's or Paul's favorite? I can't remember. I can't remember. One of them mentioned him. He just looks like he just looks like an old wizard man who who should be who should not be on the council. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. looks like he belongs in Harry Potter. <laughs> he he looks like a stretched out version of uh, Professor Flitwick. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> the original, but not Flitwick. like not the one yeah, with the o- black wig. OG Flitwick. Yeah. Same actor, but different costume. Yeah, <laughs> I love the scene in this movie where they're talking about like, oh, we need to send a Jedi to hunt down Grievous. And Kiyadi Mundi is the one that's like, oh, we need to send a, a Master Jedi. Master Kenobi should go. <laughs> and Obi-Wan just <laughs> like, kind of looks at him and is like, what? thanks for volunteering me. Why don't you go yourself? It's like me? <laughs> it's like I could have stayed here and saved Anakin. <laughs> Said you send me a way to kill this vampire. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. Uh, do you have a favorite Star Wars quote? Hmm. Now, there's a lot of serious quotes and there's a lot of cringy quotes. You can choose whichever one okay. or both. Okay. Or if you got, what's your favorite meme? Either that works. Oh my! My favorite. Yes. My favorite, my favorite <laughs> meme is "Hello there." I mean, it's just <laughs> "Hello there." It, that one's good. Or or anything with Grievous, really. Yeah. Anything he says where it's, you can't understand. Like, like also, my thing with Grievous is, how is he coughing? He has no throat, really, anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you have in your throat? Oil? Like, <laughs> kind of sounds metallic. Yeah. The cough. But I, so, I mean, anything Grievous did, because, yeah, he was just, all his lines were just very cringy to me. <laughs> <laughs> Not as bad as Anakin's. <laughs> See, I, to be honest, when I was a kid, I loved Anakin. Like oh, I was like, I was yeah, we did I was too. Like, I was like, I was like, his lines were. I was like, I was like, you know what? He's supposed to be a terrible actor because he's a he's a teenager. <laughs> also, it's a Star Wars movie. Every Star Wars movie has bad acting, except oh, yeah. for Adam Driver. He is so Every much better actor. in this movie, though. Like he is good. Oh in yeah. This oh movie. yeah. From Clone Wars to this, he's leaps and bounds better. Yeah. I guess you could say he's a jumper better. <laughs> man i forgot about that movie you underestimate oh. my power that sounds like to me that sounds like keanu reeves when he did that i was like <laughs> it was his inspiration keanu reeves right here i know you underestimate my power you've turned her against me <laughs> excellent jeremy i think you could go dub yourself as a as hating christensen if they need you to <laughs> really that that sounded pretty spot on yes I like to pride myself in mediocre impressions. That's what that that's my job one. here on the podcast. But every once in a while, I got a zinger, you know? That was a good one. I'll, I'll give you Thanks. that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I have one more question. 
Okay, go for it. What is the best Star Wars viewing order? It's a lot of debates oh, on like a... what's the proper way to introduce your kids to Star yeah. Wars. What is your what do you think is the best? So I think visually speaking. And what which which is the way that you start which was your first viewing order? So my first viewing order was four, five, six, one, two, okay. three. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then seven, eight, nine. So we were one, four, five, six, two, and three. See, that, so that's what we yeah. were. So like my parents showed it to us when we were kids, which was great because as a kid you're not like looking for all like the colors. It's you know it's just a good story. Yeah. But I think for like my kids, I might start off with one, two, and three, just because it gives a little bit more visuals. It's a, then they can kind of branch off and watch Clone Wars. They can branch off, and there's so much yeah. you can branch off from, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm watching them, I'm gonna be completely honest. I would do one, two, and three, four, five, and six. One, two, and three. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Agreed. I just I like it. I wanted the new ones to be good and and they're okay. I, I'm perfectly fine with seven. Force Awakens is good. Yes. There's some missed Period. opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's some missed opportunities in the next one. It's but like I've learned uh so like I was a big supporter of the Snyder cut of Justice League. Mm-hmm. So I've learned that like studios have been messing with films. Yeah. A lot. So I'm and always like the biggest studio of all, Disney. Yeah, I'm always like, you know, they Disney, had to cut it. Did Disney change things up? Like, what did they do? But I mean, it's just, and I also think it maybe it was because George Lucas wasn't as involved as he should have been. That's, yeah. yeah, that's because that's the main thing. And they didn't have a plan. They kind of did one at a time. No, they were just doing a money grab. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest on that. So this is my problem. I was trying to tell, I was saying something about it earlier. I don't think I finished what I was going to say. Um, we were talking about how like Anakin's character development and like Luke's character development is huge mm-hmm. in the first six movies. Like that's all we that's care what, about is how in. they change in the different movies in the, in the sequels. Nobody, nobody's character develops. If anything, Luke's unravels yeah. and then they wasted Kylo Ren's character and they wasted Ray's character. Well, so so my thing on the new ones that I'll say is with Anakin, with Luke, you have a central character that one you can relate to. Two, yeah. you see growth every movie. The problem yes. with Ray is Ray has a huge amount of growth in the first one. I mean, she pulls out a lightsaber in the first one, mm-hmm. and she which that was a good fight. That was a yeah, good fight. It was a good fight, but but you know if you look at it, like okay, so so but like and, and knowing that she's Palpatine's granddaughter okay so then that that makes sense but it's just it was hard for me to wrap my mind around her because it would be one movie's her and then you get poe dameron's growth and then you get finn's growth yeah and it's 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 not like like because if you think about it like in the in the first six ones like luke's the main character you have some growth from leia here and there you have some growth from han here and there as supporting characters Mm-hmm. With yeah. the first three, you have Anakin's growth. You have Obi Wan and the Council's growth, and Palpatine's manipulation of it. So I mean, like you have that there, but there's none of that in the new six and the new three. It's a different vision for every single movie, and it just doesn't work in the Star Wars universe. Universe, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I've been going on a Star Wars cleanse since, uh, well, sequels cleanse more more like it because. I don't think I've seen a sequel since I saw 
what is it called? <laughs> Rise of Skywalker in theaters. Yeah. I was just, I slept on it and I was like, that is not a good movie. Well, and, and, and I mean, the reveal was nice of its yeah. Palpatine, but like the thing was, it should have been Obi-Wan's because then you would have, I guess, sympathized mm-hmm. with her more because it looked, yes. it would have, it would have been like Obi-Wan was more of an absent father rather than an absent grandfather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's weird. So like there's a disconnect there, you know, because mm-hmm. she could have been, she could have been a, she could have been a Luke or an Anakin. She could have first, her first one was great. Second one. Yeah. Third one. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm Ray Skywalker. No, you're Ray Palpatine. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's get the facts. I'm going to stare off into the distance and call myself a Skywalker. Yeah. Nah, but no, I mean, it's a, uh... get your yellow lightsaber and go home. Yeah, exactly. I love you, Daisy Ridley. I love you, but <laughs> you got the worst written character of all time in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So basically, I'm going to go a long time until probably we watch these without watching the sequels, and then I will have an objective uh, viewpoint of the sequels, and maybe my opinions will change, and maybe they'll be more firmly planted. But other than that, i say it's about time we wrap up. Yeah, I'm good with that because my dog is losing his mind downstairs. <laughs> Thanks, Reed. For hey, uh, coming on the y'all. show, it was, it was fun. By, it was good talking to y'all again. You know, I haven't talked to Johnny in a while, so yeah. it was good. It was good seeing you, Johnny, Jeremy. I talk you've to you every day, up. so you know. I know, I know, yeah. And you've grown <laughs> up, so I'm, you know, I'm so proud of you. And so have you. I mean, more beautiful. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, for a senator, <laughs> I mean, I now, I now I now can grow a beard. I cannot do that freshman year of college. I had a little little chin. Hey. Well, yeah. Just let us know if you uh, if you want to come back on and any movies you want to yeah. talk about. Let us know. You're you're welcome anytime. I have summer off, so if y'all need a guest, cool. I have summer off, so for we, sure. Uh, we do a like an end of the year uh, bracket where we kind of like rank the movies we talked about throughout the year. And so, there you go. so we may we may uh, have you call in and give us your deal, your uh, opinions well, I can, on. I can on easily the bracket. do that. I can easily do that. That's gonna be hard with our sequels with like our series. <laughs> so I I can easily do that. I've got one last thing to say to you, Reed. Go for it. Why don't you go read a book? Okay, on that, I'm leaving. How dare you bring that up? How dare you, Jeremy? How dare you? Goodbye, sir. Hey, may the force be with you, Reed. May the force be with y'all. <laughs> See you guys. See you. See it. What was that all about? Well, R2 has been... Uh, no loose wire jokes. Did I say anything? He's trying. I didn't say anything. Man, what a guest. That was awesome. I, who, who'd have thought he'd had that story about meeting Ewan McGregor at the airport. Yeah. Maybe he made that up. Who knows? I doubt you it. Never know. But I didn't know that he was, was just such perfect a... timing for this. I didn't know he was such a fan of Moulin Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. The funny part was that he probably would not have brought that up if we hadn't asked, if I hadn't asked him to, you know, and yeah. this is like the perfect thing for our episode. Yeah. Cause he's in this movie. <laughs> Anyways, Jonathan, uh, I think we should actually, it's been three episodes mm-hmm. and I feel like our listeners are just chomping at the bit to listen to our answers f- for our IQ test scores. Okay. You know? Yeah. All right, Jonathan, question number one, what is your favorite Star Wars planet? Tatooine. No doubt. No doubt no in my doubt mind. In my mind. I love Tatooine, huh. and people complain about like, oh, we keep going back there. I've seen enough of Tatooine. No, you've seen like two cities in Tatooine. <laughs> Tatooine is just the core of Star Wars for me, and yeah. 
you see Moss Isley and you see Moss Espa, um, the two two different towns in Tatooine. But then you see the Lars Homestead. But yeah. some of my favorite stuff in uh, Mandalorian was season two, episode one, The Marshal. Yeah. And we see a whole we see another part of Tatooine we never had seen before. And so I was really excited about that when we see that town and the crate dragon and all that. Everything about Tatooine is my favorite. But um I also love Naboo and Coruscant. And maybe that's just because those yep. are the three main kind of prequel planets. But uh if I here's a here's an alternate question. If there was a planet on in Star Wars that you would want to live, where would that be? For me, that'd be Naboo. Yeah, that's the most most Earth-like, I would say. Yeah. But Jeremy, what is your favorite Star Wars planet? The Death Star. <laughs> uh, that's not a planet. That's a space station. Hey, it's a it's a level on Battlefront. It counts. Technically. <laughs> no, I no, definitely not. I am fascinated with Coruscant. Okay. Like the city there and mm-hmm. the futuristic um, futuristic tone. But I would not. I would never live there because I hate the city. Um, but I would definitely visit there. And mm-hmm. just flying it in a flying car, just going every single direction. That sounds awesome. Yeah, and it's so it's so intricate looking. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I I'm gonna have to go. I don't even want to say indoor, but I I love indoor. Huh? Yeah. Um, just because it's like the woods. Yeah. Reminds me of going camping. <laughs> I still can't even say that's my favorite. I'm I'm going with Coruscant. Coruscant is it okay. for me. That's in, embodies my vision of the future with flying cars and speeders and stuff. All right, Coruscant it is. So, I, I Coruscant that with an honorable mention of the underwater world of Naboo. <laughs> yeah, specifically that part. Jeremy, light light side or dark side? Light side, baby. The light side. No, I sympathize with the Sith, and that's cool. But I'm definitely a light side. Yeah. When it comes to the greater good, you know, that's that's you want to fight for the good guys. Yeah, I always hear, I've always heard people say like, "Oh, the the dark side." I've always been fascinated, always been fascinated with them, and they always seem so much cooler. And I, I can kind of get that, but I guess I'm just like boring i guess but i've just always loved no like jedi no. light side all the way the peace of mind you it. have when you are on the light side is irreplaceable balance it, it just sounds so stressful being on the dark side you know always just craving more and more power yeah unlimited power you, you can't get enough you're always trying to like get an apprentice so you can take over your master yeah no that's at just all like constantly like <laughs> at work we're looking for new graphic designers and it's constantly just like you're always hiring somebody. No, yeah. <laughs> I hate job hunting. So definitely, there's an overabundance of Jedi. Well, mm. at least before this movie in this era. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't. I think I left this one off when I asked Reed. But um, Jedi versus Sith, or Rebels versus Empire, or bounty hunters, scum and villainy. Ooh. Okay. What's the most interesting aspect of Star Wars to you? To me, I don't care for the politics much. So Galactic, like Empire vs. Rebels, mm-hmm. is interesting from the war standpoint, but not like, not the diplomatic side. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the scum and villainy is portrayed perfectly in the Mandalorian. Yeah. And I like that a lot. It's def- it's like the world building part is my favorite part of Star Wars. But if I had to choose anything, it would probably be the scum and villainy part. Just to the offshoot the offshoot characters. Um and just like the different cultures they come from is probably my favorite part because like every single world is different and they all interact with each other so it's 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 interesting to see if you get tired of one place just go to another planet you know (laughs) yeah it's fascinating i don't know there's so many like different like we just have earth (laughs) maybe mars one day probably not in our lifetime but (laughs) yeah what about you yeah i i agree i like with the original trilogy specifically like the rebels versus empire like i didn't really care about that stuff as much yeah for me the core of star wars is the force and the jedi light side versus dark side that balance yeah and that that tug of war between the dark side and the light side that's the core of star wars for me and so I feel like you need all of that to make up Star Wars, but Star Wars without like the force and that sort of thing, I'm kind of like skeptical of that. Like, I don't know how much I'm going to enjoy that as much. Mm -hmm. So I I like the Mandalorian a lot, but even that they're bringing in some aspects of the force, you know, with, with baby Yoda and yeah. And Soka and stuff like that. So that, that helps. It is Um, nice to see that, that the force isn't the main focus of that though. And I get that. Yeah, I think a lot of people are like, just give us something without that for a change. And yeah, I just feel like that's so core to Star Wars, though, like for a main movie. Like that's it's why needed. this uh, there's a movie announced Rogue Squadron that's coming out 2023. Okay. And I, I I don't really know much about it, but I just don't have much interest in it because I just imagine it being like a X-Wing battle Top Gun movie. Like I'm that just yeah. doesn't seem that interesting to me, but I don't know anything about it. And it's Star Wars, so I'm going to see it 500 times. That's just how it goes. I mean, yeah, obviously. (laughs) But, you know, of of the projects that are announced for for, uh, Star Wars, I think the Kenobi series is the the number one for me. Oh, I cannot wait for that. I'm so excited about about that. Um, But yeah, the Jedi, the Jedi, that's what I want. And that's why the prequels are number one for me, because it's there's so much of that in there. The good versus evil aspect of it really stresses me out because <laughs> you can't there's always going to be a conflict there there's never peace yeah never full-on peace there's always something wrong there's always going to be two sith trying to attack you <laughs> trying to gang up on you it's not it stresses me out but anyways next question favorite character and least favorite character i um i can go first i agree with reed anakin is my favorite character Okay. I uh I I can't say that I like relate to him, but I just I just am so invested in his story specifically in the prequels. Um and so anytime like I was so excited when Battlefront 2 was released and they had the prequel characters yeah. in there and I was like, oh, I can play as Anakin. I, I was mm-hmm. so excited about that. That he's he's my favorite um Star Wars character, I guess. Um my favorite Jedi though slightly different question is Qui-Gon Jinn. I mentioned that in one of the other ones. Okay. He's my favorite Jedi, but 
it's like a different question, but it's the same at the same time. It's weird. Maybe I shouldn't have two separate answers for that, but I love Qui-Gon. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Who's your favorite um, obscure character? Obscure character? You know what? Maybe I just got to stick with uh, Ilano Sleaze Bagano, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All <laughs> right. buy some death sticks. I love the him. Drug dealer. And um, least favorite character. Um, I I don't know that I have a an answer for this one. You know what? Yeah, I, I can't even say it's my least favorite, but actually I in when I watched uh Revenge of the Sith, I I I don't like General Grievous. I always found him kind of annoying. Really? Okay. I wasn't a fan of him. And it He's seemed mediocre. like he was kind of a placeholder until Anakin can become the Emperor's new apprentice between yeah. you know Count Dooku's death and later on in the movie. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't say he's my least favorite character. He's me. He's mediocre. He's so mediocre. The only thing cool about him is his four lightsabers. Yeah. And his propeller motion. I'm but. just trying to think of someone that like irritates me. Cause a lot of people say like, Oh, Jar Jar, you know, I sequels Luke. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if this is my least favorite, but maybe definitely near the bottom is Rose Tico from last Jedi. Okay. I, I I like the actress. She's she's very nice. I know she's gotten a lot of hate online. Yeah, let's make and stuff, that clear. But I I didn't really like her character that much. And actually, here's something that's kind of annoying: was she has her own like kind of theme music in the Last Jedi, mm-hmm. and I don't like the music that plays there. It's like too sappy. <laughs> she just can't catch a break. <laughs> it's like her theme is like it's too sappy, and I I don't mm-hmm. like what John Williams is, is laying down for me there. I I don't like it. Yeah. I think that. I think I pair that music with her character and it's just like, it's just kind of cheesy for me. So, but yeah, between her and Grievous, those are kind of my, at the bottom for me. What about you? Okay. My favorite character, I'm probably going to get some hate from this. Not because of what I've seen, but what I believe in my heart on what his character could have been. But I'm going, I'm going to say Kylo Ren is my favorite character. Okay. Um, and I hate on the sequels so much, but his character is one of the best things about those sequels. And they had it had a lot of potential, and they kind of screwed him over at the end. But still, like it was such a good character. And so let's go. What's next? What other character? Uh, least favorite or most? You know, your favorite obscure character. My least favorite character is probably. Um, oh, I need to add I. I maybe he's not in my top, but I love Newt Gunray so much. <laughs> yeah, he, he's another oh, yeah. obscure one. I just love. Oh, he's good. I love him. I, quote I thought him you love Jango Fett the most. I love Jango Fett too. I mean, there's so many good Man. ones, but um, you know, who's your favorite female? Probably Padme. I mean, I gotta go with Padme. I mean, <laughs> it's just because you know, for a lot of people. Leia yeah. was their childhood crush, and I think for me, I was crushing on Padme for sure. That's for sure, dude. Mine's Yaddle. <laughs> That's Yoda's <laughs> crush. <laughs> <laughs> no, Padme for sure. Um, so okay, so my favorite. I don't like Jabba the Hut. Oh, hot take. Hot take. He grosses me out, and he's a horrible person. Well, yeah. So interesting. He, Either well, that let's... or or the catfish guy, the catfish Gungan. <laughs> I don't know his name, 
the dude with the whiskers. Not the, but the the dude that yeah, prodded Cap- him. Captain Tarful. Cap. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> you saw in big doo doo, Jaja. That guy. <laughs> yeah, he never <laughs> gives him a break. He just hates Jar Jar so much. <laughs> he he embodies he embodies every original trilogy gatekeeping Star Wars fan to me. <laughs> that's that he's my least favorite character only for that reason. Yep, yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, and my favorite obscure character. Slash Jedi, Cal Kestis. Okay, all right. You don't like him? No, I. I he's he's okay. good. He's I. I, I haven't played him. the game all the way through, but there's a lot of people that have really latched onto that storyline of that I game. I love and really it. Liked it's it. so good. I don't. It's so fresh and new to what Star Wars was, but it's mm-hmm. it's also like fits perfectly in it. And yeah. I love the actor who did it too. He's so mm-hmm. good. But no, I think. Yeah, he's my favorite obscure character. Okay. And he's not cool. like a weird character. He's like a main character, but obscure enough to that he doesn't even have his own movie. He's like sure. a yeah. video game. I'll, I'll accept that. So, And I don't even like video games, and I love that. <laughs> so, Jonathan, what? so next question. What's your favorite Star Wars quote? I'm just going to make it's you a, do it. It's a tough I one. I, I'm... I'm gonna have to come up with a serious one and, and a funny one, yeah, probably. But um, what's your favorite prequel meme, Jeremy? My favorite prequel meme is probably yours. Is <laughs> not my my favorite Star Wars meme is the picture of Mac DeMarco. Oh like, yeah, looking high and w- looking right next to Yoda on his deathbed. He looks exactly the same. It's my favorite Star Wars meme. Me and you in 2014 saw that. Didn't even know who Mac DeMarco was, and we were laughing for forty five minutes straight. I'm still I've, crying from that meme. It is the funniest picture I've seen on the internet. <laughs> but my favorite prequel meme is literally the just a quote, just the most mediocre ones. It's just mm-hmm. the caption says, "When your pad when your Padawan makes a good call," and it's just Obi Wan saying, "Good call, my young Padawan." <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> it's so funny. I don't know. Mm. When your Padawan makes a good call. <laughs> um, so one that I caught on this time is it's not my favorite, but it's very like thought provoking. Um was what Padme said at the end of this in this movie. She says, So this is how Liberty dies with thunderous applause. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. dark. Yeah. Just dwell on that for a little bit. That's it's not very inspiring, but it's very, very thought provoking. Mm-hmm. And I like I like that. Um, but what about you? What's your favorite series quote? I so it's the scene when Luke tries to raise the X Wing out of the out of the water. Mm-hmm. He try and, and he fails. And then Yoda does it for him. And yeah. after and you've got the great it's like some of the best Star Wars music. Some of the best Don notes ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> uh, obscure, insert obscure Country Bears <laughs> quote. <laughs> but um, I guess it's just the, the context and the, and the scene. That's, that's one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars. But after, after Yoda brings it up out of the water and it lands on the ground and Luke goes up to it and and he says, I, I, I don't believe it. And and Yoda says, 
that is why you fail. And I just feel like that's so like profound. I don't know that just that, yeah. that exchange there. I don't know. Maybe that's kind of dark or something of failure, but I, he, he didn't believe and that's why he failed. Yeah. Do, it's kind of the same sentiment of the do or do not. There is no try. Um, but just all the stuff with Yoda and Dagobah is really, really great. Yeah. Prequel meme wise though. Um, <laughs> I don't know the one that's coming to mind right now. I don't know if it's my favorite one. You mentioned a pretty good one, but you know, the one is like, it's like when you turn, when you turn the car lights in the backseat of the car and your dad yells at you and it's like, it cuts to Anakin. It's like, don't make me kill you. Kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Do you ever turn the, the lights on in the car at night <laughs> on a road trip? You're going to get it. You're going to get yelled at. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jeremy, I think the next one or the last one here is uh, the what's the best Star Wars viewing order? The only one that I know is the way that we did it is mm-hmm. one, four, five, six, two, and three, mm-hmm. and then seven, and then Rogue One and Solo, and then I'm gonna wait till they're older so that they can watch. I'm going to show my kids. This is basically this, what we're going to show our kids, how we're going to do that. I will probably hold off on the sequels just like we had to for a couple years at least. Yeah. Um, just so like they can understand how great, because uh, when you're a kid, all you care about, like what is most attractive to a kid in a, mo- in a movie is not the, not the characters, not really the, it's, it's the visuals and the colors and the lights. And, I mean, that's something that the sequels do really well. And I don't want my kids saying that that's their favorite movie. I can't. <laughs> if they say that, I'm going to be mad. Um, yeah. Or, I would feel like a failure. Honestly, the, the, who knows if they'll even like Star Wars. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I don't want to overhype it too much, but, you yeah. know, whatever. That's what I have to fight against. My I mean. my thing is one, four, five, six, two, three, and then hold off a couple years on seven, eight, nine. I don't think that chronological is the best order. No. And I, I think I think that the way we did it is pretty good. Re- I feel like release order is probably the, the default and is probably probably the, the standard way to do it. Yeah. Start out with the original trilogy, go back and watch the prequels. But I think a good alternative in the way we did it is to start out with episode one and then go watch the original trilogy and then two and three. I think that's so one on. of the only ways for because, you to fall in love with all of Star Wars. Because yeah. if you only watch the original trilogy, you're going to hate on the prequels. And if you only watch the prequels, you're going to hate on you're going to think the original trilogy are boring, mm-hmm. which I still think they are boring. But I still have a soft spot in my heart for those. Yeah, I think that with the prequels there's a lot of I think it's important to have seen 4, 5 and 6 before you watch 2 and 3. Yeah, I feel like that's important, and there's a lot of foreshadowing and nods to the original trilogy that you won't get unless you've seen it. I think it's it's meant to be. I mean, George Lucas wouldn't tell you to watch it in that order, but <laughs> I mean, in reality, you know, these were made. The originals were made first, and then the prequels. And I think you miss some of it if you do it the other way. But yeah, at the same time, if I have several kids, maybe I'll just experiment and have one do it this way and one do it another way. And yes, yeah. I mean, we'll see. 
once I have kids, maybe I just need to pretend I don't like Star Wars until they're like seven and then be like, Bam, yeah, here it is. <laughs> well, that's our answers to the to the Star Wars IQ tests. I think so. Probably missed one. I think the only other. Oh, well, we already touched on it. I think the other one was what's your personal favorite of the Star Wars? I think we already answered that when okay. we were talking with Reed. Okay. For me, it's episode yeah. one. For you, it's episode two. Yeah. I and that's just the ones we first movies that we saw in theaters. Yeah. So I did have some other thoughts about the movie, though, before we completely wrap up. Okay. Here. Um, we never really talked about the, the final 45 minutes. Yeah. So. So when we talked with Paul, he kind of lamented that, oh, Darth Maul should have gone through the entire trilogy. Right. Should have been yeah. the villain through the original trilogy. But um, do you agree with that? Not necessarily, because I because one I like Count Dooku. I don't care about mm-hmm. Grievous. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> would have rather had Darth Maul come back, maybe in three or something. But I but I I I read online kind of an interesting like explanation of the villains, and I I like to think it's intentional. But like each one kind of foreshadows Anakin, like foreshadows what's to come with Darth Vader. Okay, Grievous is the easiest one because he's a machine. Vader's He's more machine now than man, you know. Interesting. Dooku, he's a fallen Jedi. Anakin is a fallen Jedi. And then Darth Maul, he kind of is kind of like symbolizes just like the actual like hatred and revenge and like of what the dark side is, kind of that rage of like that's within Anakin. You know, when you see yeah. him go off on the, the sand people and wanting revenge on Dooku for taking off his hand and the same people for killing his mom. And I thought that was a pretty good observation. I feel like each one kind of foreshadows what's to come. And Darth Vader is kind of a combination of the three. So I don't know. Wow. I kind of, I kind of like that. Is that an original thought from you? I, no, I have heard that before. Okay. That's pretty genius. I've never put that together at all. Yeah. I, I didn't come up with that on my own. <laughs> <laughs> wow. When I think of it in that context, I feel like, okay, this the the different villain in each one works for me. Some ways that is good, but like I feel like Darth Maul doesn't have that much of a backstory to last three movies. Like he it was good in the Clone Wars mm-hmm. enough and but like I don't think with the character development in all the other characters in the prequels, I don't think Darth Maul had enough to be a villain because he was more of like the mon he's more monster than he was villain mm-hmm. that's how he's portrayed in the first movie so it's different when you're fighting a monster you don't want to fight the same monster in, th- in three movies like you do with a villain yeah yeah i wanted to talk about anakin's turn to the dark side though okay because we'll, we'll get into the kind of the ending here um so i mean when you saw this the first time was that like did it seem like too sudden to you or how, how, how did that transition from Anakin to Darth Vader work for you? I mean, did you, were you critical of that or anything? I couldn't, I was in denial, even though I knew that he turned into Darth Vader, I was in denial that he was going to be evil and betray everybody. Yeah. Um, I think he was too. Yeah. <laughs> Until he I, like I, fully gets like, you know, roasted on Mustafar. I feel like there's a portion of <laughs> him that's like, <laughs> That's just trying to like do what he needs to like save Padme. And then he's going to try and overthrow the emperor. He thinks he's doing good, but you know, that's what happens with villains. They think they're doing good. 
this movie is a tragedy. Yeah. It's the perfect example of a tragedy. It hurts to watch it now because mm-hmm. you just go through and you can, you know what the right answer is, but you're, you're just watching him make the worst decisions of his life and yeah. on top of each other. And you relate to him, you know, you understand mm-hmm. how he feels, but you're sitting there and just taking, you can't help him because you're not mm-hmm. with, you're not part of him. You're not, you're not part of the Star Wars universe, but you're just watching him make these decisions one by one and it's just like draining emotionally mm-hmm. and it's, it takes you through a, a a long emotional journey with the prequels in general i think he tried to, george lucas tried to tell like such a big story that certain parts oh. of it just seemed kind of rushed i think that's a criticism of this one is is it seems like his turn is kind of rushed um yeah but there's a lot of seeds that have been planted throughout the movies that lead up to it. And I think it all, it actually makes perfect sense. Um, It's one of those, like once you make a one little decision, that's going to snowball where you can't turn around, you're going down the hill. Like immediately, as soon as he decided to, um, as soon as he cut off Mace Windu's arm and he kicked him off of the building, you saw him regret it regret what he did instantly and that was like the last little bit of good that you see in him what have i done and he's like what have i done yeah. yeah and he's like okay what you could do rationally is regret what you've done and kill the emperor but no he just succumbed he him. to he needed him after that and he was like there's no turning back now so it was just that had to happen and that's when his his turn to the dark side was so fast because mm-hmm. he was going downhill and you can't go back uphill when you're going. So, I mean, I think it's, it kind of starts out with like, I mean, episode one, he's a slave, but he's yeah. freed. And so he's separated from his mom at a young age. At a certain point, you know, it says, cause he's, he's too old to begin to begin training. Mm-hmm. And that's because he's already formed attachments yeah. with his mom, you know, like he, I think it shows kind of in the Clone Wars how they like they would identify children with like that were force sensitive and they would bring them in at a very young age. Yeah. And so at this point, like he had already kind of passed that time and would like already formed attachments to his mom. Then he loses his mom after having these visions and he tries to save her and can't. Which is the, the whole setup to this one of trying to he starts to have dreams about Padme. And he's, he's, I'm not going to let this one come true. Yeah. So it's kind of this whole thing about control of, of he wants to be in control and he won't let go. That's what kind of Yoda tells him when he goes and talks to him about it. While I kind of understand like Yoda's point of view on that one. He, he doesn't really like help him that much. <laughs> he's just like, learn no. to let go all you fear to lose. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't want to like Yoda's lose the my most wife. objective person. He doesn't. It's almost like he doesn't choose a side. Yeah, he like he lets the will of the Force do its. It lets us do his thing. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if Anakin was more free as a slave than as a Jedi. Yeah. So and he's he's kind of put in this like catch twenty two situation at, at the very beginning of the movie because while it's like an exciting announcement like that Padme's pregnant all of a sudden like they can't really keep their relationship hidden anymore 
So like no. something was going to have to give at, at some point in this movie, like he was going to have to leave or I don't know what, I mean, he was just trying to figure it out as he goes. And that's how you can kind of see he's like stressed out the whole movie <laughs> trying to yeah. figure out what to do. He's like, we're not going to worry about this now. You know, this is a happy moment, which I actually thought was a pretty good reaction. Yeah. Um, Very human. And, but he's trying to figure that out. And meanwhile, throughout, you know, basically from the time he was an apprentice, Palpatine has kind of kept an eye on him. The The other aspect is like, he's, he's growing, his growing distrust with the council and their yeah. growing distrust in him is putting them at odds. So he's questioning whether that's what he wants to do or not. If he feels at odds with, with them, he feels rejected. It, I think he's at odds with the council in general, but also he's, he's a little hurt that they didn't uh, give him the rank of master. <laughs> I mean, obviously he's one of the greatest skilled swordsmen. Yeah. Jedis that that's ever been in history. Mm-hmm. And they have, Jedi masters that like Kit Fisto that get murked yeah, yeah. with one <laughs> glance, not even. A <laughs> I mean, I, this, this goes to show, I mean, the whole reason why the Jedi didn't have attachments because at this point, yeah. Anakin is willing to do anything to save Padme. Yeah. I think the clone wars enhances some of his character development and, Kind of, especially like the distrust in the Jedi and stuff in events. Yeah. With, um, obviously that was done after after <laughs> Episode Three came out, <laughs> but I think that the show kind of has helped improve people's view of the prequels. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it, it kind of adds to his his turn without getting into like specific details. Like events with like his Padawan Ahsoka, I think play into his turn. Yeah. Um. And so I'm, I'm kind of hoping like some of these shows in the futures may may kind of paint the sequels in a new light and may may make them kind of a little bit better. We'll see. Yeah. See if they can slap a new coat on some of paint on some things. But let's hope so. <laughs> um, but even just sticking with the movies, I feel like there's enough, you know, maybe it's not as maybe it's a little rushed or maybe it's only hinted at and you don't really get to spend as much time as you'd want to see this this downward spiral. But like you said, the whole movie is just one decision after the next. And it's just, it just gets worse and worse and worse until he's too far in. And so I think that's, I think that's something that, I don't know. I think people can relate to that in some aspect, maybe not to that level. The, the, the biggest thing though, that's hard to buy is like him immediately going from that to like killing younglings. That's a little hard to, to swallow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That was, that's an intense scene and you don't even have to show it. It's just the that's, way it's shot. That is where that is the point. Cause the camera is in the perspective of like, you are a character, but also you're at the height of a youngling. So it's kind of gives you the perspective of your youngling and you're about to get killed. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the way it's shot. And it makes you really sympathize with the kids, even though it's easy to sympathize with kids that are about to die. But <laughs> that's just like, that is enough shock value to tell you to buckle up because it's about to go down. Yeah, and he he goes to stop uh, Mace from killing uh, the Emperor. He cuts off his arm, yeah. and he. I remember he, being so betrayed seeing Mace Windu die. Like I was like, I love Mace Windu's character. I don't like Samuel L. Jackson. Okay, I kind of have to say that. 
I get I get so tired of Samuel Jackson being in movies. Yeah. And even to the point where I kind of like was like annoyed with Mace, but at the same time rewatching these movies, I'm like, well, I mean, his character, you're not supposed to like him because he's like yeah. distrustful of Anakin, but at the same time, I I I do like him a lot in this movie. I respect him. I yeah. respect him. This is kind of backtracking, but just the opening like sequence of this movie, it it does a really good job of like showcasing the friendship between Anakin and Obi-Wan. Yeah, it's like a buddy you don't cop. Get, you don't, yeah, you don't really get as much of that in episode two because they're separated and he's still yeah. like a Padawan. But through the experiences they have together throughout the war and stuff, you kind of see them at their like peak kind of of like when, you know, in A New Hope, when when Obi-Wan is talking about to to Luke about his dad and he's like, he was he was the best pilot I ever knew and, and a good friend, you know, <laughs> and like you don't get to see a whole lot of that in the prequels, but you do get to see it at the beginning of this movie. You do get to experience some yeah. of that camaraderie and it kind of makes, and that's what makes it kind of devastating at the end. You were my brother. Oh, don't make me cry. <laughs> the way his voice cracks. Yeah. You were the chosen one, man. The, the thing is that sells that moment. And a lot of the scenes in this movie too, is revenge of the Sith has the best soundtrack for me. I feel like it's the most emotional. Like when I listen to this soundtrack, I can just really picture like being in this, in this movie, in these scenes. It's, it's my favorite of the soundtracks. I think there's a lot of music in the movie. That's not on the official soundtrack. Yeah. Um, so I have this downloaded expanded edition where like fans. Oh my goodness. There's an extended edition for every single thing. Well, it's not an official release. It's like fans have like pulled the audio from the movie. (laughs) Oh, like some of the tracks. And so it's like, and it's extended, but, um, this is my favorite one. I I love the music (laughs) in this one. They're all good, but this one specifically is just like the most emotional and really sells the, the turn and the, the scenes, the battle. I mean, this is, is this, is this the, your favorite lightsaber fight of them all? I mean, this has got to be up there, right? It is, but also, the gladiator scene from Attack of the Clones is also really good. Yeah. But the most, the realest lightsaber fight was with Rey and Kylo Ren because they didn't, weren't really super trained. And it was, yeah. it was a real fight. That's what it seemed like to me. And I, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> it wasn't all like choreographed like the prequels were, which, don't get me wrong, amazing. Epic. <laughs> Epic. Yeah. And it wasn't like weak like the original trilogy. Like, yeah. The most intense fighting you got from Luke was when he just went repeatedly going bah, 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 <laughs> like, you know, you know what I'm talking about when he's just, that's a good duel. I mean, that one's very that emotional good. too. It is, but, um, I don't know. I, I maybe on different days, I, the episode one duel at the end or, or this one, Anakin versus Obi-Wan. Yeah, are, if we're talking duels, favorites. then yeah. And then, I feel like yeah. just the one-on-one Anakin versus Obi-Wan is just the most intense, most emotional. It's just epic. Yeah, it it's the best part of the series. Yeah. One criticism that people have with the movie is people kind of like make the joke like, oh, Padme just died of a broken heart. Yeah. I diagnose you with sad. Yeah. The barnyard meme. <laughs> I diagnose you with dead. And it doesn't necessarily say that. They just said the medical droid says we don't know why, what, she, we're, but we're losing her. She's she's lost. She's the will lost to the live. will. 
Yeah. And the thing is that happens in real life. There's a real case. I can, I can point to a real example of this. That's very poignant to the star Wars franchise. (laughs) This happened with, so, uh, end of 2016, Carrie Fisher died. Yeah. And her mother died the day, the next day of a stroke, like, because she was so distraught from her daughter's death. Like, I did not know that. Like this, that, that stuff happens in real life. Like people that have been married for years and years. Yeah. And like their significant other, their spouse dies. And a lot of times they, they don't really live that much longer because it's kind of just yeah. kind of, I don't know. It's just a part of them is gone, you know? So I don't yeah. know. I feel like that's may, maybe it's that's not just hard bad to, writing. Maybe that's just hard to hard to buy just because people don't really buy into the relationship that much because there's not the best chemistry. But as far as the yeah. story aspect, like I don't, I don't fault that. I don't criticize and it's, that. It also sounds like a cop out because obviously Padme had to die by, by the time mm-hmm. of, cause then how would they explain Luke and Leia growing up separately and not knowing their, their parents? Yeah. Even though Leia said, I have memories of her, but she was like a baby. Like, come on. Yeah, how are you gonna? I can remember that, but it it just makes it so devastating after like the scene where the emperor gets him and he puts on the suit for the first time. You see the mask going on, and the first thing he his, asks, is his like, eyes just widening when he sees the red. Yeah, yeah. Tent that was that was a hard to watch too. It was like he's never gonna. I mean, he can take the mask off, obviously, but like I was like, this is gonna. You can tell this is gonna be his vision for the rest of his life. Yeah. He just he's you could tell he's a little bit scared. It's just like those mm-hmm. glimpses of good in him during the transition yeah. is what gets me the most. It's just so devastating because he does all this for her and then he tries to prevent it and he can't. And and now he's like made all these terrible choices. Everything that he's like loved or cared about is gone. And I guess that just kind of fuels him to to just like dig deep into that just anger and hatred and be the Darth Vader that we know in the original trilogy. I think it en- enhances the original trilogy. Oh, in every single way, as you've been saying, which is why I don't understand why people hate on the prequel so much. Mm. It doesn't necessarily change the story. It, it makes it better. I don't know. We will have other people's opinions whenever we record our, when we, whenever we cover the original trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I don't want um, it to sound like we were like hating on the original trilogy because I love the original trilogy. We love it. We even we love we like the sequels. <laughs> we don't love like, them, but like I feel like the know. original trilogy, like I, prequel trilogy, is like is my Star Wars. It's what I love the most. But I feel like yeah. the original trilogy. I understand that's like pure Star Wars for a yeah. lot of people. I I get that, and I those it are is. definitely some of my favorites. And definitely comfort movies for me. <laughs> so we'll get to those. I have a lot to say about those, but um, yeah. prequel movies are where it's at for us. And we make no apologies. No apologies. I, I will admit there's some issues here and there. Some, some things that are touched on that, that don't really get fleshed out as much as I would like. Specifically, this movie has a reference to Qui-Gon Jinn uh, teaching Yoda how to become a force ghost. And I wish we had more of that. Yeah, well, we might get that. We might get that. So in the Obi Wan, it's even hinted at in Episode Two when um, Anakin is like killing the Sand People. It cuts to Yoda and he's like meditating, 
Yeah. And you hear him like you hear Yoda meditating and you're hearing the sounds of like Anakin and the Tuscans, but then also yeah. you hear Qui-Gon saying, Anakin, no. Yeah. And it's like it Qui-Gon is like the first one to kind of break through like that netherworld of the force and communicate. Yeah. And so he's the one that like teaches Yoda and Yoda teaches Obi-Wan. And that's how they're able to be the force ghosts. Yeah. Um and so the biggest thing with this Kenobi series is if we do not have a Liam Neeson communing with Ewan McGregor on Tatooine, there will be riots. That's going to be the biggest missed opportunity ever. And I will be yeah. very upset about that. Yeah. So I hope they know Even what if Liam doing. Neeson doesn't agree to go on, recast him. <laughs> you need the character. That's I just fine. feel like that's so critical. Like it, that doesn't have to be the main story. No, but you need that. Yeah. in there so yeah and r2 he is trying you know no loose wire jokes <laughs> i didn't say anything <laughs> i love that there's also a uh there's <laughs> like a dumb line at the beginning of the movie when r2 is in that hangar and there's like those two droids that like find him oh yeah and he's like what it he's like what was that he's like that nothing <laughs> get back that to work <laughs> But like the droids just get stupider and stupider over the course of yeah. the prequels, and I, it's funny. I'm well, fine I think with it. The the fact the droid factory uh, moved from Genosis uh, in, to the planet Jupiter. Yes, because the droids went to Jupiter to get more stupider. <laughs> <laughs> when your Padawan makes a good call, good call. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Well, I think I touched on the other items i wanted to 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 get on to i i wanted to there's just so much in this movie and re every time i rewatch it i just respect it that much more even more yeah. um the last i mean the last half of this movie i even rewatching it for this time i'm just like on the edge of my seat like holding my breath just, yeah i i just am just eating it up <laughs> it's so good and uh it's a shame. It's a shame that the prequels don't get the recognition that they that they deserve, but they are aging well and I think people a lot of people are coming around on them. I think a lot. Yeah. Now that now that people know we're getting more Star Wars I th- with the sequels and and so forth, I think people are able to accept it more. They're able to appreciate it more. Um especially just cuz it's actual George Lucas Star Wars, but mm-hmm. Also, you know, for a lot of people, it was like, oh, this is this is what we waited for and this is what we got and that's it. Yeah. But now that we're getting more, I think I think people are coming around. Well, on it, it, so. They hated on the prequels because they didn't see the sequels. <laughs> so basically, Star Wars fans hate the new stuff. I mean, like, that's how I'm going to try and be I'm going to try and be more optimistic about the sequels this next time through. I am, too. Um, I. I'm looking forward to like maybe some of these new shows tying in and maybe, yeah. maybe explaining some stuff and getting some of the backstory that we deserved. Um, yeah. But at, at the same time, I think there's certain choices that the sequels made that are, I'm just going to have a hard time getting past, but it weirdly, the sequels seem like the same world from the, the original trilogy, but mm-hmm. the prequels seem like a whole different universe to me. Yeah. I don't know. The times were different. And this is just an accelerated version of the original. I think I said it before, but I think for me, like core of Star Wars is one through six for me. 
And that yeah. doesn't mean I'm boycotting everything else. I'm still watching it. I think there's some stuff I'm going to enjoy more than others. And yeah. I think when we get, I really want, when we get the sequels, like when we cover those, I really want to get some, some guests on that, like really love the sequels. So, uh, yeah, I, I really want, I, I don't want it to just be us like bashing on or anything. I, I do want even to, for the original trilogy. If we have somebody that we, I kind of want to get some people that really mainly grew up with the originals. So maybe some older, older yeah, guests. Yeah. We'll have to see, um, we'll have to see what, what happens. We will probably hold off on doing that for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Just cuz we don't want to we don't want to go 10 weeks of Star Wars. So, but we'll be back to our regular scheduled programming. Yeah. For the rest of the summer and then maybe we will do some We haven't decided yet, but we'll Yeah, we haven't decided we'll, yet. Uh... I have two movies in <laughs> mind for the summer that we need to do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to the others eventually. We decided we wanted to do them in chunks of trilogies, so but yeah, it's good, and it's good to take some time and kind of let let it digest, and then and then go on and and do the others. So, like yeah, you said, we'll sure. be back to our regularly scheduled programming. I say we're going back to our regularly scheduled programming, but next week we're actually doing something a little different. We're going to be doing our coverage on a TV show for the first That's time. That's new, <laughs> although it relates to some some of our past episodes. So, uh, here's a clip. Our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman, and you can find him on Instagram at GroovyBridge. Go ahead and check out his latest artwork or send him a DM if you're looking to have some design work of your own. Tell him Inside Quotes sent you. And you can also find us on Instagram at InsideQuotesCast. Send us a DM and let us know what movies we should cover next. Or if you have an opinion of our hot takes, which we had a lot of hot takes this episode. <laughs> and we also started a TikTok, so in you can find us on TikTok at InsideQuotesCast for episode highlights, theories, and whatever random ideas pop in our head. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd appreciate it if you take a moment to rate and review the show. Leave us a five-star review and we will grant you the rank of master. <laughs> Special thanks to our friend Reed for being a guest on this week's episode. Yes. He's welcome back anytime, but I have a feeling we'll be hearing from him again when we do our staple bracket at the end of the year. Staple bracket 2021. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It'll be tough. Yeah. It'll be tough be with hard. these franchises. Maybe we'll have to do separate brackets. Who knows? No promises. We'll figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed listening to us revisit our childhood just as much as we have. And if you did, make sure you hit the subscribe button and follow us on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify or both so that you don't miss out on a future episode. Until then, we've got a whole backlog of past episodes of movies from our childhood. Maybe you shared the same memories as us. Who knows? But until then, we'll see you next time on Inside Quotes. Inside Quotes.